Hey guys, thank you for joining us. Just a little disclaimer for this episode. We had a choppy connection with Mary over in Australia. Uh, she was covering some amazing stuff and there was definitely some interference. Uh, unfortunately, we did our best to edit this into a decent episode. So if it seems choppy, that's why. So stick with us, enjoy the show uh, because it's really great stuff. She covered everything that they probably don't want you knowing. So yeah. uh, it was some really good stuff, wasn't it? It was. It was really an amazing episode. So. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome back. Just a reminder, on-site lodging for our conference is sold out, but the conference is not sold out. There are plenty of tickets available. If you're planning on staying on-site, unfortunately, the cabins and the lodges have uh, been all taken up, but there is on-site camping available. If you guys like camping, a lot of people enjoy coming camping. It's a beautiful area to do that. And the camping is only walking distance from the lodge itself. So that is available. There are uh, local hotels and airbnbs also if you're looking for something like that or you can get on the telegram chat that link is on the website journeytotruthcon.com and you can coordinate uh maybe people there are looking for roommates or you might be able to coordinate a ride if you're coming from the same area of the country plenty of tickets still available and live stream passes are available for 99 dollars. if you can't make it take advantage of that we're really looking forward to seeing all of you guys out there. It's going to be a lot of fun. May 22nd through the 25th in Grafton, Illinois. We hope to see you guys there. And uh, we don't promote this enough, but we, our friend Mason Fury is going to be a vendor at the conference. And he is the owner and creator of Merlin's Lab. And he has beautiful Organite products. This is one of his pyramids. This is the largest one. He has smaller ones, a number of different products. You get 10% off all of those with promo code journey to truth click the link below in the description merlin's lab and that will take you to his website as i said he will be a vendor at the conference with a lot of products there so um you'll get to take advantage of that if you're coming to the conference that being said tonight we are joined by mary rodwell once again actually we interviewed mary um a couple years ago mm -hmm. For a portal to ascension online event it was somewhere around episode 90 i think if you want to go back and watch that uh, so it technically wasn't a journey to truth interview but we did speak with mary before but this is our first official episode with her and we're really excited to get into uh, some of the current happenings right now galactically and some of the stuff that's coming through from her sessions etc there's a lot of interesting stuff right now as you guys know mary's an author producer researcher contactee uh, and welcome to the show, Mary. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for inviting me again. Yeah, we're yeah, looking looking forward to back. it. Yeah, looking forward to it. You've been uh, you're busy. I, I've I've noticed, uh, especially working with Neil and Portal to Ascension. You do some great work over there. Some great uh, webinars, and uh, there's no shortage of things to talk about right now. And I would just like to get your opinion on, you know, first of all, you know, what's what's been up, how you've been, and what do you think is happening right now on the planet from like a galactic perspective? 
Very good question. I think, how have I been? Um, extremely exhausted with the um, numbers of people that are waking up. Um, and what's interesting about the cha chaotic world we're living in at the moment, where there is so much information on one level, it's very hard for people to really sift through it, through it and work out what is the truth of what's going on. It's meant that a lot of people have wanted to open up multidimensionally and intuitively to actually work out what makes sense to them. And that's been a big one because not only have they been in touch with me through their experiences and wanting to understand maybe things that happened maybe many years ago sometimes, but also are experiencing a kind of activation through what's been the frequencies that are on the planet now um, that are coming to our planet that um, other experiences are activating others. So there's almost this, you know, this complete kind of um, expansion of consciousness through everyone really um, triggering each other. And what has been fascinating with my work is many have wanted to open up multidimensionally. And they are, you know, I'll ask them, do you sense energies? Do you see orbs? Um, do you feel presences? And they'll say yes, and sometimes they'll say they get information or they get downloads of, you know, symbols or scripts and what have you. The biggest issue for them is understanding how it all works in a way that makes them feel they're in charge of it or have some confidence in it. So a lot of my work is showing them or giving them tools so that they, okay, so let's bring in your clairvoyance, your clairaudience, your clairsentience, your sensing, your knowing, your feeling to understand what who it is you're interacting with um and who are they why are they with you what what's their connection to you so that they've got a, um, a package of information that allows them as i say to drive the car a little bit more confidently at the end of the day because that's what's been going on we're all multi-dimensional but of course we've shut that down often through education often through judgment um, because we're not allowed to be multidimensional in uh, modern psychology, because that's an aberration, isn't it? And you're going to end up going crazy. Mm -hmm. So it's about getting past that programming and saying, actually, what you're doing is rediscovering who you are and right. rediscovering your awareness, which has been there all along. But you've actually shut it down because it's not been OK for one reason or another to allow that awareness to come in. And so it's be, it's like almost giving them permission to own who they are again. So that's been the big shift. It's not just, can I go to a missing time episode? I remember something strange happening a few years ago. I remember one gentleman recently telling me, Mary, nobody needs to tell me contacts real or not. He says, because when I went on this country road, he said, driving the car and this being literally walked right in front of me. Hmm. He said, you, don't, you, you know, you've got no doubts it's real. He said, yeah. because nothing's happened. You see it, you know, what happened. Obviously, more happened. And that's what he wanted to discover. But many others are being activated. And I'm sure it's due to, you know, the family, the star families that are saying now time to wake humanity up. Now's time for us to be part of you know, for us to be part of the galactic community. Amen to that. Amen. And yes. So it's like a DNA upgrade happening planet wide. And I think it might even be correlated to the sun and some of the solar activity also. And I think there's light codes and upgrades that come from uh, the solar, like solar downloads, you could say that come from the sun. And it seems to be like 
on on top of the upgrade, there's like a uh, an agenda, you know, a genetic manipulation happening also to that would also explain why we're suppressed and why we haven't quite fully tapped into our multidimensional selves yet. What do you have to say about that? Absolutely. I think what we have known is that much of our DNA has not been activated deliberately for a long, for many centuries. Um, what's happening now is why so many um, are saying out loud, I feel I'm from the Pleiades or I feel I'm from Andromeda or um, Sirius or whatever, is that part of their DNA that has that genetic connection to that particular star system is being activated. And they're now feeling very connected to that star system, which has been very uh, accelerated, I believe, because of what's going on on the planet now. And they're preparing us for, I believe, not only telepathic communication, but contact in the very real sense. So this is the beginning of us being upgraded sufficiently to operate multidimensionally with with efficiency and with confidence. And that's what's really happening right now. And what's brilliant is the children that are coming in are completely comfortable with all of that. They talk about their special friends. They talk about going on spacecraft. I was talking to a little, um, or she, sorry, I think she's six year old, um, who um, goes with her mom on board craft. She was explaining how um, her daughter didn't want to speak till she was three because she was telepathic. She's only started to speak at that age because she didn't feel any need to. She asked her mum what her soul colour was because she was seeing colours around people. And the mother interpreted that as a, a seeing auras because that's what uh, it sounded like her daughter was seeing. Her daughter came to her in her dreams to say she was going to come. She was going to she was going to have a baby and her name was going to be this. And what was fascinating is this woman had struggled to get pregnant. She had a medical condition where they told, told she'd never get pregnant. And then she has this dream and this little girl is telling her what her name is as well and that she's going to come into her. And then she ends up pregnant and having this little girl. And that's the name she gave her. So what I'm saying is this is very deeply uh, a, a huge kind of consciousness awareness now of our connectedness, not only to our physical reality, but our multidimensional soul reality as well. We're talking about soul connections where she, you know, she mentioned to her mum where they were together in a previous life as sisters and remembers that. She remembers she's only six years old, this little girl. Mm. She, she talks about seeing fairies and has seen them and describes them as well as other beings as well, um, quite normally. This is, this is her reality. And the problem has been for many experiences prior to this time is that when they've ever wanted to talk about seeing this kind of thing, they were shut down or told it's not real. I always remember a lovely lady in her 50s saying at six she was seeing beings and what have you and told her mom, this is what I'm seeing, I'm going on spaceships. And mother said, don't be silly, you're just imagining things. And she said, I was caught because I didn't know what was real anymore because I'm told this isn't real. So, um, and this is what many messages are for those of the older generations is that it could never talk about this. And it's only now that more and more this is becoming acceptable, which is the shift 
that I've been seeing particularly over the last couple of years. I mean, it's a bit of a long-winded way of saying that, but this is the difference that's going yeah. on now. I agree. Absolutely. I agree. And I also, you're talking about the suppression. Well, there's all, that's not just naturally that, I mean, that's been done on purpose. I think also we might be like, have been like protecting ourselves for the right time to wake up for this, but there's also a genetic manipulation countering um, this awakening right now, which we know how that's being done to, to stop us from remembering who we are. And what are your thoughts on that? Well, I believe absolutely that's been going on. I mean, the, the geneticists have always admitted that we only have 5% active DNA and the 95 was considered junk DNA. Well, they're, they're, it, what it really meant was they didn't know what it was or what its purpose was and what have you. What we do know now is that with our DNA, we have at least 12 different species that have... Um, added to our DNA, which is, you know, from the Pleiadian, et cetera, et cetera. Some say even more than that. And so when people say they are hybrid, well, actually, we're all hybrids. <laughs> you know? yeah. um, but there's different levels of hybrid. You know, what's happening now is some have had their DNA altered even more with added um, DNA from maybe a particular star system. So they're, they're particularly resonating to that star system because that's the bit that's been activated but we're a mixture of all of that there is you know this is this is why we're so interesting to so many intelligences because we've got a bit of so many in our dna and as we get more activated we're going to be able to relate to more and more of those intelligences simply because we have that connection we may have a particular feeling about a, a particular a star system that means that perhaps we've got more of that or we're resonating more to that frequency some may resonate with the frequency of a gray and say you know that's my origin or whatever there are others that say they've come from other dimensions as a soul so we're not just looking at the dna we're looking at the soul and their origin and the fact that we um, have holographic dna one thing that was fascinating to me about the DNA is that the scientists in Russia particularly mentioned that we it, the DNA creates miniature wormholes into other dimensions, other universes, and that when we seek information, we're actually accessing that information through the matrix. And yeah. so we're pulling in information as well, not only through our higher self or superconscious, but through our guides and teachers and our star family but also through the mere fact that we have a desire or an intent to understand more. So we're actually pulling that frequency to us as well. So the DNA is also doing that in terms of our, you know, our mandate. You know how many are downloading scripts or symbols and they may say, well, I don't fully yet understand what they mean. What is that program they've given me that I can't access? Why can't I access it? And my sense is that when we're fully activated, we'll need new software for the new upgraded biological computer. And that download is waiting to be accessed once we are more activated. I always um, liken it to the film Lucy, which some of you may have seen, where she mm -hmm. ingests these chemicals that ultimately activate more and more of her DNA. So she becomes, in the end, light. 
And I've got a sense that in a way what's happening is a, uh, a slower process for us because as we become more activated, we're becoming more aware and more conscious of who we are and why we're here. And all. What I believe is going on is as we get more activated, there is all of us have got, if you like, I feel, you know, the downloads, sometimes they will say they can't access them. They don't know what it is, but they know they've had a download. It might be a compressed file of information, it might be symbols. It might be something to do with light language or whatever. And they say, well, but I can't access it. So I don't know what they want me to know. And I'm saying it's about timing, I believe. But I believe as we become more activated and our DNA becomes more activated, we're going to be needing a new new software for the, the multidimensional awareness that we're experiencing because we can't be just operating in 3D anymore. And I believe that's when that information will be available to us. That new software will be available to us because we will need it. And that's when we can interpret it. So it's right. like it's all, being, it's all placed there for a reason, for timing, so that when we're ready, we can move to that next level. And that's what you know. I've often wondered about, because what's the point of these intelligences giving us stuff that we can't interpret or we don't understand? unless there is a purpose behind it. And the purpose, I believe, is, you know, we're not yet of the frequency or the awareness to translate what we've been given. And when we are, it will be there waiting for us as a, a, an upgraded biological entity, if you like. I agree. Yep, absolutely. I agree. And I think, like, I guess, light language or light codes, that I think if you look at us, as a software, if you look at this earth, like as a simulation, let's just use it as an example, the light language and the light codes are the upgrade like you were talking about. It's like literally updating the software from the back end. And I believe that's what we're seeing happening right now. Yeah. I mean, what I think is also going on was with the children that are so awake being born now and have been born over the last 20 odd years, they're emitting a frequency which is also activating people around them. So every one of those that is is a, of a certain frequency, if those around them are um, will actually pick that, that up as well. So it's 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 working like, and I hate to use this word like a virus. <laughs> yeah, I hate to use that word, um, but it's a bit like that. Is that we are actually assisting each other to wake up. And even the frequency of the voice is doing it as well. Um, and I had a, um, a very, very interesting time many years ago. I was told by my team that, you know, that when I talk about this, that it activates people and what have you. And I found that hard to believe because I'm a very practical ex-nurse, you know. How could my voice possibly make a difference? And I said, well, you're going to have to prove that one to me. And... <laughs> They literally did within a week because I was at a, a, a Conscious Living Expo and I was actually sitting on a panel and I wasn't saying a great deal. And the lady in the audience stood up and said, Mary, you're not saying a great deal, but you're beaming out these frequencies that we're all picking up. And I, I was just blown away because that was exactly what I found very difficult to believe. But what it makes sense that each one of us who is activated, we're releasing these frequencies 
that are literally affecting all of those around us who don't are, are not aware that we're doing it. And it's a brilliant right. way, really, because it's enabling us to be part, not just by what we say, but by merely being in the company of others, we're making a difference to their frequency as well. And that, I think, is quite profound. You know, so, you know, if you're finding yourself traveling on a plane, you don't know who you're triggering in the process of that. And I think that's, that's you know, a wonderful concept. I, I agree. Yeah. 100%. You know, that's why we uh, we throw these conferences, because mm -hmm. when, when people, it's not just about disclosure or the information, but it's really about being around each other and activating each it's, other. It's activating. It is. Yeah. And Dolores, Dolores Cannon actually talks. She used to talk about that a lot as well. I remember um, she had a client of hers ask, what's her purpose for being here? And what came through was just you being here is your purpose for being here. And she didn't like that answer. because She's like, no, but I want to, what am I supposed to be doing? What am I supposed to be doing? And they're like, no, just you being here is like what you just said. You are affecting everything around you by your, your frequency. Mm -hmm. what you're what you're beaming out your frequency um is and it's not a conscious thing it, it happens on this deeper level but it's it's uh very much so affecting the people around you um, i mean i knew dolores quite well she was a colleague and a friend um but i remember many of mine uh clients that come to me so i want to know my mission i want to know my purpose and some of them their purpose was simply to be here with their frequency mm -hmm. sometimes to connect with the earth and uh, it's their frequency that was changing and altering things just, again, because they've come from various parts of the cosmos with that frequency for activation. They didn't have to do anything. And it's just be you. Just be who you are. And that's very difficult for a human, isn't it? We always think we've got to do something. And the, right. and, and the, the other thing is, how do I know um, I'm doing my purpose? And I usually say to them, you you know in terms of your who you are your your soul isn't going to let you miss the bus so if they brought you here you will know when it's time what you need to do and in the meantime just be and be at peace and take one day at a time because again you're not going to miss the bus they your souls work too darn hard to get you here it's not going to say oh just at the last minute you didn't get it what a shame. Yeah. No, your back will be against the wall if necessary <laughs> to right. get it. So chill, you know, I, I'm often saying just chill because it's all about timing and we'll know. And it's like, you know, those that say, I feel I've got this mission. You probably have another mission, but it will be made known to you at the right time. Because if we know too soon, then we can get in the way of ourselves. Right. If we, You know what I mean? If right. we know too much. You know, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And I think like you said, just being here is part of the mission. And I think that becoming aware can amplify just being here. So we can expand on that just by becoming like shifting into a higher consciousness. So yeah, it's great that we're just here, but we also have the option if we choose, if we're aware of it to uh, excel in our abilities, right. And make it and make an impact. And that's what we're seeing. Uh, but like, it's so important that you brought up that not everybody has to be doing something because your frequency alone is affecting everyone you come in contact with. And that's certainly with the children as well. 
um, I mean, some of their abilities when it becomes more commonplace and, and people say, oh, well, that's an odd child here and there. No, that, that isn't. I'm getting parents contact me all the time saying things about their children, talking to animals, talking to plants, even things like crystals and what have you, those that have had interactions with those as well. And talking about one young man said that he was from the future and that he um, had come back as part of his mission because he was um, going to make a difference from coming back from the future. He was talking about beings that had an IQ of over 400 that he was interacting with. They were showing him reality times of the, the dinosaurs. He remembers being there at the time of the dinosaurs, but also remembers being a rabbit or a hare, should I say. He actually remembers being a hare. So what we're hearing is more of the um, our understanding of what the soul can experience and be part of, as he's saying. Again, with this time, this space-time thing, we're told, you know, that that's not possible. That isn't true that um, there are many beings that um, observe different uh, incidents in time. And this is the, 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 the fact that we're taught, it's, it, we now understand from the beings that time is linear and that we can go um, backwards and forwards in time. So this is another part of the consciousness. I mean, we, we're learning a bit of that with remote viewing, for example, where people will have remote viewed various events in time but apparently some beings work in that way as well. This is this is what, what I've heard from, you know, those that have had interactions with the beings. And I think that when we understand our consciousness, we'll understand that part of it as well, is that we're, we've been trapped in a, a, a construct, um, which is um, what we're breaking out of now as we become more aware and realising our true potential. Because one of the interesting things that the children talk about is being able to um, affect things like the weather. Um, and I got, I got this lovely story. I think he was only six or seven years old and he was at Glastonbury in England um, on the tour, which is very high up and very windy. And he said to his mum, because it was extremely windy on the tour um, itself, and he said, this wind comes from in, um, Italy. It's told me it comes from Italy. <laughs> Even had the, the, you know, the origin of where that particular frequency was coming from and what have you. And these kinds of things we, we sort of chuckle about because we think, how can they possibly know? But the, the bottom line is there are others that have told me they can manipulate the elements. So as a future human, we will have, it, it, it sounds like, abilities to manipulate the weather, as well as communicate with other sentience, whether that's an animal, mammal, plant, or whatever, which some are already doing. One of the lovely stories was I worked with um, a veterinary surgeon in Chile, and she was opening up multidimensionally, and she wrote to me a few months ago and said, Mary, now, when someone brings their pet to me, I can uh, the pet will tell me what's wrong, and I can convey that to the owners. So I'm able to find out work exactly with what the, the, is wrong with the pet. But the pets that have died also will come through and tell me what, what they want to say to their owners. Now, this is a veterinary surgeon <laughs> admitting 
that she's you know communicating with with the animals both those that have passed on and those that are actually being brought to her this is where you know you you say this this goes to a whole new level when you've got professionals that know full well this is perhaps not going to go down well with their profession but saying and and she said I'm happy to do that for anyone so she said let people know so she wasn't even shy about it so my point is that even you know and I'm meeting many professionals are opening up and wanting to open up them, themselves that are are if you like testing the limits of their profession by saying I'm you know this is what I'm working multidimensionally this is who I am now and many doctors are coming out and wanting to open up to that as well I've worked with a number of doctors that have wanted to open up to their team to their higher self to their guides and also accessing new information about healing as well so this is all happening what I, I really want people to understand, this is not just isolated countries here. I, you know, I'm interacting with people from Scandinavia right through to South America, Africa, Russia, and of course, you know, the US and England and wherever. So I'm getting stories from many different sources about the children, about themselves, and how they're seeing themselves with their children on board craft the interactions with many different species as well, um, and a whole amazing number of species. One lady that I've been communicating with, Elsa Dillon and her family, she's got seven kids. Every one of the girls is drawing the beings they're interacting with. And the eldest one, she's Gigi, she's, um, she's 17, I think. And she's drawn about 250 different beings that she's interacting with. Um, that's just one child. Wow. And each one they're communicating with plants and animals um and the whole what the next level to this is that some of them are incarnating and remember their past existence um and and actually that's coming in as well but elsa it's it's the egyptian background of uh nefertiti but i was doing a regression with an another uh, lady who remembers being on board craft with some of her friends and she thought that was just a dream until the next day they phoned her and said we had this strange dream we were on a spaceship and they were all the ones she'd seen on the spaceship and she was given messages and what she did discover in regression was they were all present at atlantis as light workers and they hadn't fulfilled their mission so they've reincarnated this time together to do that and she's talking about the space arcs that are around the world at the moment. And I've right. quite, quite a lot of information that have been verified about the space arts, but she was being shown uh, symbols and special plants that are going to be given to humanity to assist with the healing of humanity and what have you. And she was shown these luminescent plants on board craft, and she's actually seen them. Um, and it's over over Florida and around, around, around that area where she's she's become aware there's a space arc yeah we that you're um you're referring to beth beth noise we we interviewed her recently and yeah that's an incredible testimony yes but yeah. she's not only they've not only remote viewed that her and her team and one of them is tony rodriguez they're part of a remote viewing team and they've also found there's one in romania 
that's coming up that's that is being discovered as well where similar um beings in stasis are and that's being activated by consciousness as well so this is sort of becoming far more tangible if you like so the past life things um are very much now coming into the fore one of the gentlemen that i um interviewed uh, or should i say interviewed me was um to do with the sasquatch brian bland and it's yeah i saw i saw some of that and it was incredible his story was profound and he had a lot of information about sasquatch yeah Brian's is, is really fascinating because he's got close communication um, with the Sasquatch, you know, and RE um, is one of them. And he was he's very um, aware that they're, st they're also star beings. And there are others now coming out and saying they're having interactions with the Sasquatch. And, and what Brian wanted to know was why him, why did he have such an affinity with the Sasquatch until I did a regression with him. Him, and he found out that he had three lifetimes as Sasquatch, and even his his wife had had um, had lives as a Sasquatch. So what we're now finding is again a, more of a multi multi dimensional soul journey that's come through various places, dimensions, or whatever, or times in on Earth's history where they're coming together to create a new awareness of who and what we are. And that's the big thing is we're getting to get a sense of the soul identity and the soul journey rather than just the human journey, but the soul journey as well, which right. changes the way that you interpret your experiences no longer from this little minute or, well, this is my experience, but mm. this is my experience. Yes. And right. everything starts to make sense. Mm -hmm. exactly yeah and regarding the sasquatch i just watched a documentary called tracking the lore it was filmed in queensland australia and it's incredible it shows some of the best evidence i've seen of sasquatch and how the aboriginals like just know they exist and communicate with them and interact with them it was really great i highly recommend it if you haven't seen it um but i, I agree with what you said how the journey is expanding you know we were looking through this like Pinhole. Yeah, pinhole for a, a long time. And and now we're getting this broader galactic perspective on everything. And it's really helping us understand what's playing out here on the surface. So it helps to have that broader perspective. I think it changes the way you, you literally judge everything. Because what I say to people, when you're judging someone else, you don't know if you were exactly of that same perspective or whether or not you're you know from another country another solar system or whatever we've been many of the different intelligences we're interacting with and we may have different judgments about them but you know what you might have very well been one of them at some point so you know let that one go especially if you've got a particularly negative um uh view of a particular intelligence or whatever you want to be very, very careful because it might have been you are at some point in your origin or whatever. It's not about judgment. It's I think it's teaching us that it, the soul journey and growth is what this is all about. It's not about um, do we judge others as better or lesser or good or better, um, more you know less positive or whatever. I think it's about understanding that we're all souls on a journey 
And we're all learning about that journey and learning about through our mistakes, usually, which we learn far more than when we get things right. Um, so this is an honoring everyone for that, because we're all the same, that there's no hierarchy, that we're literally all souls on a journey. And I think then you you are able to look at things in a far healthier way. I think what it's saying is we're looking at this then from not just a human perspective, but from a soul perspective. If it's interesting, some of the children, like the six-year-old yesterday, her mother said, she often says, and you know humans do this or humans do that. She's not even identifying as human. Um, she's identifying as something different to that in terms of her soul recognition. She may change as she gets older, but she's still coming from that authentic I'm, you know, I'm aware I'm amongst humans. Right. So, right. you know, that changes the way that we perhaps need to understand is we've, we're in a human container at the moment, but the soul self doesn't necessarily always identify with this. this uh, yeah, exactly. I, I think you're right. And well, it's the, the multi-dimensional aspect that you're talking about, the ET aspect. And that's true. I've heard kids say that. They they come in with that memory of the past life as if they're not a human. And they like talk about humans as being like even primitive. Like even a kid won't understand why humans do things a certain way. So you know they're coming in with higher knowledge already. And it's they're I think children are gonna be our mentors moving forward through this ascension. I absolutely believe they've come to teach us and that the schools will be completely different. It will be about giving them the the space and the environment to be all they've come here to be um, in terms of their own understanding of why they're here. We'll need to support them on a human level, which is making sure they eat properly and get sleep and whatever. But they'll be teaching us, not the other way around. Yeah, we'll, right. we'll show them, you know, how to how to operate in this depth density and all the rest of it, but they will actually be saying, this is what you need to know. And part of that will be educating us to activate us so that we're, you know, it's not like we're going to be left behind because some people say, you know, I call us the older models, but the bottom line is we all have that, that potential. It's just harder. It's been harder for us to access it. Whereas they're coming in fully awake with what they know and what, what needs to happen. And that's all now. So we're going to see this shift continuing as more and more parents have these children that are coming in and it's been happening. And I think that at some, you know, already you're seeing a shift in people's perceptions, the way they're looking at things, the way they interpret things and what have you. But the most important, if I say nothing else in this interview, is the more that you're in touch with your own resonance to truth, the more likely you are to um, expand. It's just... And you need to be trusting that because no one knows more about reality than you do. You know, your your own perspective and your reality is is you. It isn't some professor or it isn't some guru. It isn't whatever. We're really here to trust our own resonance. Amen. Amen to yeah. that. Yes. I want to go back to what you were saying about practicing non-judgment because we might have been what we're judging in a past life. And I think that's true because I've had a past life regression where, you know, you're expecting to get all this grand information that's going to unlock these mysteries, but you might find out you were a terrible person 
in a past life. And it's really good to get that perspective because now you're not so quick to judge somebody else because you ex you were exactly that in a past life. And if time is time doesn't exist, an essence of you is still that and it needs to be healed. So, mm -hmm. and I think Joe Rogan says it best, you know, treat everybody as if it's you walking around in another body, because essentially it is. And I think that goes a long way in the healing journey. I think that's the big one as a regressionist that takes people into past lives is, you know, that the regrets often are what they bring through or the blocks that's created because, you know, that they've done something they're unhappy with them in themselves. So, you know, when we talk about forgiveness, we're not just talking about forgiving others. We're actually talking about forgiving ourselves mm -hmm. because that's often a reflection of are you going to now love that part of you that you're going to let that go and realize it's just part of a soul journey. It's just part of you learning. It's just part of you growing. And there's nothing wrong with that because we learn more from our mistakes than we ever do by getting things right. So just as long as you learn from it, you're doing good. Right. Right. Exactly. I 100% I agree. We don't have to take everything so seriously and we don't have to be so hard on ourselves all the time. Uh, right. I want to go back to what you were saying earlier about the time traveling. And I think you you said that kid mentioned that he the ET he encountered was actually him from the future. Am I correct about that? He actually said he was an ET from the future, but he was actually interacting with ETs. He talked about some of them having this high IQ. And one of the things he did say was they talked about God, but he said it's not what people think. He said they showed him an ultraviolet light, and he said, and it was the frequency that we call God the creative, the creator was actually a frequency, was how he described it. That's what he actually said. And it was in this ultraviolet light. And they said, this is the creative force, if you like, that you call right. God. And I found that really interesting because at the end of the day, what's frequency? It's, you know, it's consciousness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And consciousness everywhere. Well, <laughs> and... Right. Everything mm -hmm. is frequency. This desk is frequency. It's not solid. It's just, you know, matter vibrating at a certain frequency, right? That makes mm -hmm. it appear solid. And energy, light, and sound are all different manifestations of that same consciousness and frequency. Right. Mm -hmm. And essentially, that's what we are. And, and we're all, we're we're all we part are. of source. So it really does resonate. No pun yeah, intended. No pun intended. So they're, they're teaching us beautifully how to expand. Why I'm so excited about the future, despite, you know, what's going on and the chaos and the fears that people have and all the rest of it. These kids have not come in for a waste of time. They've come in because they know they make a difference. And whenever I, you know, see stuff going on, I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, it's looking pretty dark out there. Um, I remind myself that they've come in. And they've come in because they know they can make a difference. Otherwise, they wouldn't bother. And that's why I'm very, very hopeful and even more so quite excited because I know that it's going to happen. Whatever, however this shift happens, it will happen. And it will happen because of all these new energies new uh, and new souls coming in with the ability to help us 
understand a greater reality and a better, more beautiful future, which we've all been promised, you know, was this new future. And I always remember a beautiful man I met who was a wonderful ufologist, Command Sergeant Robert Dean, who admitted in his last few years that he'd been up on the spacecraft and that he reiterated he was told we were one of at least 12 different species. But he also said that although we're going to go through a difficult time, he he said, I've seen the future and it's glorious. Wow. Beautiful. That's amazing. I, I truly believe that this is an inside job. Like this disclosure, this awakening, like it couldn't have been done from like some external space battle. We had to incarnate here Mm -hmm. and, you know, take down this cabal from the inside. And we had to, we have to literally, it's a generational thing. Eventually the higher dimensional beings are going to outweigh the lower dimensional beings. And that's how we win. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's, I think the most important thing to remember when things look a little bit difficult is that we will get through this and we've got all this on our side that's manifesting right in front of us it's manifesting so if you want the tangibility it's right there it's just a matter of being patient because human beings aren't terribly patient and i'm certainly not very patient so it's about just being and knowing it's timing it's all about timing and people needed to see the dark in its reality before they would accept that it's real and that they need to now change it. And that's the thing, right. because we know seeing is believing on this planet. You've got to right. see it first. Yeah. And exactly. then you can accept it. And, exactly. and, and it's not even a matter of seeing. It's about experiencing it to your core. So mm-hmm. it affects your DNA. So it never happens again. So your, yes. your future generations have that within them, and they will not let this happen again. And we'll, we will it will be glorious, like Robert Dean said. That's exactly right. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us today, Mary. Can you let people know how to find you and where they can find your books, please? Yeah. Um, look, I'm on Facebook. Um, and I, you've got my website, acern.com.au or the alien lady or whatever. Um, and they can email me if there's anything coming up. But it's all on. It's all um, if you go to any of the Safari or any of the others, you'll see all the information. And they're welcome. And I say to message me as well on Facebook. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. And we'll have those links below. Uh, we appreciate you joining us today. Uh, we really cover you covered some amazing stuff. Um, unfortunately, the connection kind of forced us to cut this a little short, but it's okay. Uh, we really appreciate you sharing your time with us. And uh, guys, if you're still hanging with us, we uh, we love you all. Thank you for joining us. And we hope to see you all at the conference. Grab a ticket if you feel called to come. Uh, We can't wait to meet all you guys. We're really looking forward to it. So, and grab a live stream ticket. If you can't make it, a live stream ticket is, uh, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be a cool experience. And we're trying to incorporate uh, a way so the live stream audience can participate and ask questions as well. So we'll see how that works. Um, But thank you so much, Mary. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, have a great evening, everyone. Until next time, good night.